0: Greetings from Loonsville. This is Sid, and I'm here again with Jeff. What's up, everybody? Yeah, we we just finished Colorado Space for our third day of um, Richard
1: Stanley week. Yeah, three-day week. (laughs) I mean, we can't do more, though, because he only has three movies, so it's not our fault. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not our fault. If oh it was any more, we'd probably have to take a month. <laughs> right?
0: Alright, so... We tried recording this before, and we started having technical difficulties.
1: Yeah, hopefully we don't run into any issues with it this time. Um, on the bright side, though, I mean, it gave us a chance to go back and actually do all his other stuff before his triumphant comeback. Yeah, this... He... He came back after... He definitely fucking
0: came back. (laughs) He had a break of movies for, um... What? Over 20 years?
1: Uh, yeah, I think... Well, Dust Devil would be the last one he actually got done, but if you go back to, um... The Island of Dr Moreau which would have been his last movie had he gotten to finish it that'd still be 96 so either way we're looking at 24 years. Yeah. Well 2023 20, years since Color Out of Space came out last year fourth quarter but yeah. So
0: this movie is awesome. I like like I really like this movie. I've watched it a few times already.
1: It um <laughs> it is not bad at all i also enjoyed this movie a lot i was i was really i was pleased with how well it came out you never know how something's going to turn out when somebody's out of the game for 20 some years but it was uh it's definitely
0: yeah he came back swinging like he did yeah
1: <laughs> he definitely came back swinging and
0: chose to do so so this is based off of a short story by H.P. Lovecraft and yeah, but they moder- modernised it but it still feels like it's H.P. Lovecraft it like it's a really good adaptation of it's not only just a really good like Lovecraft adaptation it's just a good cosmic horror cuz I think this has to be one of the best ones even in the cosmic horror genre that I've seen.
1: Um, I would not I would not disagree with that. I mean, I like The Void and stuff, but like I I think this movie is a lot
0: better. I like the how it's small and um just gets both of my favorite movies of 2019 where both of them are just about the into madness hmm.
1: my i don't know if I had to go with the cosmic horror movie, I would say my favorite would be in the in the alien world I really like um I like um all of Geiger's artworks and I like oh yeah nice. Ridley's fucking direction and his his set design and shit, he's really strong for building a fucking a an onset world that helps both the the cast, the crew, everybody feel like they're really there, but it also relates or not relates, but it comes across on screen as Extremely realistic. I think he is, along with Richard Stanley, one of the strongest people in (laughs) Mm make-believe. I don't know how else to put it. Like, they really do a good job of bringing you to where the movie is.
0: They're down there with Daniel Tiger and all
1: that shit. Yeah, they... I don't even know how to describe it. You know what I mean? Like they're just really talented filmmakers. There's yeah, a, there's a lot of really
0: talented filmmakers that could balance the story and have knowledge of what they're adapting and stuff. And then you have ones that are not that great at all. So this is the first movie in a planned trilogy of H.P. Lovecraft movies by Richard Stanley yes and it kind of got me excited to see what else is going to happen in this because this isn't like a it's not a shared universe this is a complete story like it's beginning to end a complete story so it's not sequel baiting or anything like that
1: it's... No, all of his HP Lovecraft stories will be singular. In the aspect that I mean that they all have their own world and plotline story. None of them are part of the next
0: well, we don't know if they're going to
1: Yeah, uh, I guess I don't, I don't know what anything. he's going to do with the uh, whatever he does next, but
0: but it's not this movie didn't end like it's going to continue later. This is a complete story. And then the next one's supposed to be done, which 4. So it, it's in a Lovecraft universe, but there's things going on. It's not like a Marvel movie where, you know, when that ends, they're going to have to continue off of that. And you're waiting for a team up. This is, they're all in the same universe. And it, flows pretty well and it's not um, it's not sequel baiting that's kind of what I wanted to say yeah. you're not looking for a color out of space too because color out of space is over you saw the story you might be a little confused about the ending but the story itself isn't nothing jumped out of the ground and grabbed somebody and then it went to credits or
1: anything <laughs> Yeah, no, he doesn't really do that. No, his stories just end. Yeah, usually quite epically. Yeah, so... I mean, I don't know if I would say quite epically, but they usually end very strongly, I guess I should say. Yeah, or they just... You you get complete closure, you know what's what's going on, what's happened or if it's a part of a
0: cycle and then it starts a new story, like the, it's kind of like, eh. I I really like this movie. So let's talk about this movie. And I'm really excited for the Lovecraft trilogy. Cause I'm a big Lovecraft fan. So
1: yeah. Awesome that's... writing. Very unique writing. We've talked about that when we did, uh, we did hardware. Yeah. We talked a little about how unique he was, especially for the time period he wrote in. But um, yeah, we could dive right into this shit. So this movie takes place in the middle of the woods, yes. kind of uh, uh,
0: like a farm in the middle of
1: yeah nowhere. It's it's not it. It's town adjacent, I should say. There, there is a town nearby. The city is quite far away. Yeah, the city there's, of there's Arkham.
0: A, yeah, there's a town. So I love that's,
1: crab fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a town that's not too far away. But this farm is pretty distant from any other people. He has a nice size property. Um, we bought a pack, uh, alpaca, <laughs> the alpacas. There's going to be so many fucking alpaca drops in this review. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Alpacas, they're important. Don't yeah. fuck with my alpacas. Yeah, they're important in the movie. Do you know how important these fucking alpacas are? Okay? Do you know how much money I spent on these fucking animals? Anyways, so that's my Nick Cage. <laughs> that's um, a Nick Cage impression. That, that's my Nick Cage color out of space. His his stupid valley girl tone. I love it, but it's, yeah. it's weird. It- um he did I, a great I don't even, job <laughs> he, he <laughs> yeah um, but so we've got this family of what is it uh, five who yeah. are living on this farm and you have the
0: dad which is Nicholas Cage
1: yeah you got the dad the mom Nathan. the daughter two brothers and then you have um, Jakey and Lavinia yeah
0: Lavinia is the like the Wiccan
1: yeah she's girl. a little
0: witch she's sweet We'll just get into that, girl. and then um, her Jake <laughs> older brother
1: is a stoner. I'm guessing. Yeah, he's I, I'm guessing head. he's older. I'm guessing. he's
0: yeah, older.
1: he. Yeah, I think he is the eldest. I'm not sure either. They don't really touch on it, but they they give him the responsibility. I don't know if it's just because he's the male or what. But um, you got them. You got a meteorite crash. You've got the a color that comes out of the meteorite that infects stuff starts changing the world around it. But the you youngest
0: gotta... doesn't really have a, like a regular role. He's not like the witch or the, he's just well, a kid.
1: He's the fucking odd one out.
0: Yeah. He's just the kid.
1: He's got a role. You got <laughs> the weird neighbor on the farm that starts taking, you know, more screen time. Well, not really, but he, he starts playing more of a prominent role. After the meteorite crash. And you well. got some cops and you got some town folk that you see here and there. And yeah, pretty much. There, the,
0: and the yeah. um, hydrologist. Hydro- the hydrologist. hydrologist. <laughs> whose name is Ward Phillips.
1: Ward. Yeah, that's. The plot line is really simple, much like any other Richard Stanley film, even though this was a H.R. Lovecraft short. HP. I just said H.R. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm I'm totally making a fucking emoji right now while I'm doing this. I should stop. I'm setting my phone down. All right, we're going to do this. All right, so yes, a Lovecraft short. HP, not HR. Fucking Orson Welles. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so it's it's a really cut and dry plot. It's not too in-depth or intense. There's not a lot of shit to it. Meteorite crashes, world around it changes, shit goes bad.
0: That's pretty much the plot. And the family starts going nuts. Oh yeah. Well Almost immediately. Well they were get a little into little all nuts of that before. with the
1: fucking the detail breakdown.
0: Well they were um
1: <laughs> Yeah, they, they were a little fucking out there.
0: Yeah, they were out there. They were a little dysfunctional they, from the start, but you could tell they loved each other.
1: Yeah, they they touch on that um I think the mom had cancer. Yeah, And she had just won her battle with cancer. Uh, she had it surgically removed. They don't really talk about it a lot, but there are notations about it in the movie. And then there are some jabs that get thrown out after shit starts getting toxic between the family. Yeah, So you could kind of put that together by watching the movie. Um, but so the movie starts... Since we ran through the plot, I guess we could detail the whole entire movie. I don't know. Um, how much do you want to do spoilers? Because, I mean, yeah. we, we could we could go through all of it or we could cut some stuff out. I mean, the movie's been out for a while, but it wasn't really released theatrically everywhere. So, I mean, it's it's up to you. I'm cool with it either way. Let's go ahead and spoil the fuck at this movie. Alright, cool. Yeah, because it's a good Hopefully. film. I want to go through all
0: of it. Hopefully it gets people to want to go see it and yeah. buy it on Blu-ray, and since I think that's the only way. There might be some showings still, but I, show there might be
1: fucking still limited release showings, but either way, right now, this is your fucking your warning. If you don't want to have this movie spoiled, if you intend to see it and have not, um, yeah. Shut your ear holes. Yeah. Because it's going down. Oh, so the movie starts in this magnificent looking forest by a lake. I don't know where they filmed the movie, but it's a beautiful landscape. I mean, it really looks nice. And oh, I, I don't know how long he scouted, but he fuck it he stopped in the right place. It looks great. And the movie centers in on Lavinia, who is as Sid said, the little Wiccan daughter and she is casting some kind of Wiccan ritual of protection to clean herself, her family, her mother mother. and keep the cancer out, keep the sickness away. she doesn't like
0: where she's living.
1: No, she doesn't like it there at all. But I, I think that's because they moved there from the city because of the mother's sickness. They wanted to go somewhere that's cleaner. Maybe. I, maybe, you know, and he bought the alpacas. Alpaca drop, number <laughs> well, five. I think um, his um, father, the, the yeah, grandfather. Yeah, the grandfather, because, the father of Nicholas Cage owned the farm. and
0: Yeah, he must have recently
1: died and they took over the farm. I mean, it, it, that's possible, too. Um, a lot of people, when they do contract cancer from being around uh, cities and stuff like that, they tend to want to go somewhere cleaner suburbs or shit like that so it's either that you know they wanted to move away from pollution toxicity for her or his dad did recently pass away and now they were taking over the farm that or and both. alpaca drop number six uh, or both yeah or all of the above you know alpacas so yeah, alpacas when she's casting this ritual in the woods it's um it's a really wonderfully performed scene, by the way. I think, I think that little actress, young actress, she's not really little. I don't, I don't know how much stuff she's done, but I think she does a really great job in this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that right way, now. Everyone. Yeah, they do. Everyone really does. Um, but this is where Ward, the hydrologist, comes in. And our, and our narrator. Yes. Um, and we start off with them interacting, her telling him to get off of her property and asking why he's there and him introducing himself, stuff like that, saying that he's there to test the water, which by the way is clear and looks nice. I only say Mm -hmm. that to foreshadow the fact that later it does not, (laughs) (laughs) um, all the water looks really clean. Everybody's drinking it. It's good stuff. Huge. Huge. Huge greatness. Um, so they head up to, well, actually, they part ways. He goes back to wherever he's going to test the water. She gets on her awesome-looking horse. Comet. Thank you. And they head, the horse and her, I mean, head back to the farm where you meet Nicholas Cage's character. I can't remember his name. Nathan. Yeah, and um, also the mother as she's riding up on the horse. And then, you know, he tells her to go find her pothead brother. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't actually. He tells her to go find him and she's like, he's probably getting high. So then we meet them. They all end up going in the house to eat and we meet little Jakey who's sitting there. Everybody's at the dinner table. They have dinner. It's a good meal. Everybody's real friendly and nice. <laughs> a little out there. Yeah, but I mean they awesome. they really just remind you of a regular family. They're yeah, just they're nutty, but they're um, that's they, that's they pretty, pretty much my fucking family right there. Yeah, they care about each other like They're actually a little less crazy, but yeah. um so that is about it for positive interactions and clean moments in the movie because after that Nicolas Cage and his wife go to bed to attempt to make love for the first time since she had her surgery from cancer. The daughter is in her room listening to music. The eldest son is in his room playing on his laptop or computer. I can't remember if it was a desktop. Doesn't really matter. He's looking at astrological stuff. Yeah. And weather patterns and shit and yeah. then you got Jake who's in bed with his stuffed dinosaur and Jake is the first one to kind of sense the impending uh, crash doom. of the meteorite i guess i was going to say doom but i don't know if he really sensed that but he kind of oh, he... did have a sixth sense about something coming yeah, and you start you to see the nervous yeah you start to see the the glow from the meteorite coming down and then it, it starts glowing in everybody's rooms and everybody kind of freezes in time. The son is just sitting there. The eldest son, I should say, is just staring at the computer, eyes open, not moving. I'm drooling. Yeah, and the daughter had her eyes closed with headphones in. So she really didn't have any scene effect. And the two parents in bed... are trying to fuck look like they freeze in time but you don't really know and yeah, they're, they're trying to
0: fuck this is the fir- um the first richard stanley movie that didn't have the girl on yeah there's no cowgirl
1: <laughs> like not in the whole movie
0: yeah this is the only time you see anyone trying to fuck and they're not even naked
1: yeah in a richard stanley film yeah. look at the change in times no cowgirl it's yeah. it's a <clears throat> terrible terrible offense <laughs> And so
0: the kid goes out and he's like, mommy.
1: Yeah. He's sitting in the hallway as the meteor crashes, just bang. And it it hits hard. The whole house shakes and nobody fucking cares. Like they hear the boy screaming. They come out and they're like, oh, it's a nightmare. (laughs) Well, that's when, um,
0: they don't know what it is. When they hear him scream, like right after it goes, boom. And everyone's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, but the color—no one notices the color, and no one knows the blinding light coming through their window. It takes the sound of it hitting the ground, and then the kid screaming for anyone to wake up. I guess if you want to say that, because they're probably
1: no—that's a good stasis. way. Come to wake up, whatever.
0: They're probably in a stasis where they don't notice anything until the sound and the scream. Yeah. Cause you could tell, like with the um, the sound of the movie, it kind of goes like, and then boom. So it's, but you learn later on that that's because the color or the meteorite kind of affects
1: time. So maybe, it. Yeah, I think it paused their perception. Yes, of time, or if not time itself. I think I think it's more of a, a temporal thing. Like, it just fucks with your reality, yeah. or your sense of time, space, stuff like that, more than it's actually pausing time. Not that time exists, because it doesn't. It is a man-made construct.
0: Yeah, but it pauses your
1: perception of it. Absolutely. Which we'll come back to a couple times because there are a few moments in the movie that it actually shows you in a way that time has been slowed, distorted, or just right out paused. So
0: the meteorites there and they call the the mayor and all that and they come look at it. And the her. smelly
1: police, you know, the guys that check out the stink.
0: I'm just kidding. No one else smells this stink other than Nicholas Page's character.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's up with his nose, but it bothers him the entire movie.
0: (laughs) And no one else could smell it. Well, then this is where you find out that the mayor wanted them to sell their um, property
1: for a dam. Yes, they wanted to sell the property to... I can't remember if it was to remove the dam or if it was to build the dam. Either way that the the property was going to be flooded.
0: Yeah, the property is going to be flooded and they're going to dam it. And um, so no matter what, they're kind of fucked because the mayor doesn't want to do anything to help them because they won't sell the property when they had the chance and stuff like that. So she's kind of bitter.
1: Yeah. The mayor's definitely a little uh a little salt cakes over the whole not selling the property.
0: So this is when um think the news shows up, but as soon as this meteor hit Nicholas Cage's
1: character starts drinking. Which I don't <laughs> know if he had a problem with alcohol um, before. I think or... he did, but had stopped. I, I can't remember. I, I want to say that there's a little reference to it in the movie by the wife, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Because he does, he does drink only after the meteorite hits.
0: Yeah, and, uh, but they had it, so he must...
1: Yeah, right. I mean, he had, he had whatever he's drinking. I think he's drinking whiskey yes but yeah you're right you, you see him drinking water up until the meteor hits and then the the little boy jake is kind of catatonic he's in shock after the meteor hits and he's just sitting on the couch and they're trying to comfort him and he's not talking or anything this is after the sheriff and the mayor or no it's before that it's the night of the meteor yeah, hitting the um He's not moving at all. And Nicolas Cage, instead of comforting him, pours himself a drink and starts drinking. Well, the
0: I think the th- what the color does is it starts affecting you and starts turning you into like your worst fear or whatever. Your worst version parents, of yourself? Yeah. Well, the, both the parents were always afraid of turning into their parents. So he's afraid of turning into his dad. So after the meteor
1: hit, he started turning into his dad. Yeah, he started being a shitty parent. He was distant. He was controlling. He was aggressive, agitated. Pretty much all of the negatives you can be <laughs> as a parent, he became the embodiment of everything negative and that he saw from his own father.
0: Well, well so did... um the mom too. The mom um, kind of slut shames her, the daughter. Yep. And, but she like apologizes like as soon after like she realizes that she. Well, they
1: they both do. In the in the beginning, when it just starts affecting them, after they have their outbursts or toxic interactions, however you want to put it, they kind of snap out of it mm-hmm. a few times. You know, each time I should say not a few times. But early on in the movie, each time they do stuff like that, they snap out of it and apologize for it, both Nicolas Cage and the mom. And they say that they're going to try and do better, but they really don't have the option to.
0: No, they're slowly going <laughs> they're fucked. Because <clears throat> this thing is, like, it's in the well. So it it's... is... It's in the water. And... Yeah,
1: it's it's in everything at this point. It's taking over the entire area where they live. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And they're still drinking the water. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the, they
0: don't know anything about it. So they, um, they have the hydrologist who's going to do some tests because when they go, when we meet Ezra... Played by Tommy Chong.
1: Tommy Chong. It's my guy. He's great. I love Tommy Chong. I grew up with Cheech and Chong. And I did too, but like him in this movie is like he's
0: good in this movie.
1: He's good in every movie he's in, but yeah, you're right. He definitely fits the role and it was a perfect cast for him.
0: Yeah. So they pour him some water and it's like brownish. And um, so the hydrologist ward he um he's gonna go do some tests
1: yeah Elliot Knight the knight in shining armor he's gonna check out all the bacteria and whatever else a hydrologist checks for I don't know pH balance minerals sediment
0: (laughs) he does that during the time that the gardeners are um sitting there watching the news
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so after the uh interaction with the mayor and the sheriff the mayor says she would like to bring reporters out and nicholas cage is against it right from the start but the next day <laughs> they come out anyway and you don't you don't see what goes on between them until it's actually live on the news, and they're sitting there watching it, and it says UFO or... God, what is it? It says something about him man being somebody UFO the, Yeah, Man Sees UFO or whatever, and Nicolas Cage is pissed because he looks like an idiot on screen.
0: Yeah, he's like, when did I say
1: UFO? I didn't <laughs> say UFO. I mean, you said UFO. And then they ask him, were you drinking when you saw the UFO? And he goes... Was I drinking? I mean, I, no. I, I might have had a couple cocktails. Yeah, but no. I, <laughs> he
0: was like, well, I have been known to enjoy a bit of bourbon.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's he's kind of he's fucked up. upset about the way that they're portraying him on TV. But he should have seen that coming when he was doing the interview.
0: <laughs> yeah, you give him too much information about what he was doing. and he was...
1: Yeah, it's he He was
0: filling the just
1: booths. your standard fucking media trashing you, twisting your shit, but they don't have to because he actually said it. <laughs> he yeah, trashed himself
0: and mom's inside cooking or chopping up veggies for dinner, and he's all pissed off about this newscast
1: yeah ch- ch- he keeps calling to her, telling her to come into the kit <laughs> or the living room and watch and and she's, she's just the fuck out. Yeah, staring, chopping carrots, and he's calling and calling and she's chopping carrots and he tells Jake, the youngest son, to go get her. Jack. I thought it I thought it was Jake.
0: I think it's Jack.
1: I thought it because they called him Jakey. They call him Jack. Do they? I'm you know what? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna get my Googles on. Alright, well then you can go ahead and finish for you, Cinder. Uh no, dude, it's you just... you touch it. You you get it. It's one of the greatest fucking thrilling grabs in the whole movie.
0: So this and the little kid in there, and she's still chop, 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 You're
1: right. It is Jack.
0: And I called him Jakey
1: like fucking six times. It's Jack. Edit the fuck out of that. I'll edit the fuck out of that. So all of a sudden she'll
0: and blood splashes all over the kid's face, and he's like, "Dad,
1: mom's hurt." And she's just like, "Dinner's ready." <laughs> yeah, and her think, like her what, she's first still chopping the ago? carrots, and she yeah, she cuts off the tips like almost to the mid knuckle, the first knuckle definitely. Yeah. But she cuts the tip of her index and middle finger clean off. Yeah, and just continues cutting carrots. So they rush her to the hospital. They give... Um, Nicholas Cage takes her to the hospital. The kids all stay back at the farm.
0: Yeah, they stay home and um, the eldest son is um, in charge. And he's got to put the alpacas back in the...
1: <laughs> Alpaca drop number seven. Which he
0: does, and then later on, they're out again.
1: Yes. The alpacas go from being in the barn, getting to grazing in the yard. And then he,
0: he puts them back. And then whenever mom and dad come home, they see a cat. But we just skip the cat thing. Cause
1: <laughs> oh.
0: When they get back, the alpacas
1: Well, we, we skipped oh. the cat thing because we kind of skipped the Ezra meeting with... Uh, the eldest son takes Ward while he's doing his little rounds for water testing and sampling. He takes him out to meet Ezra, Tommy Chong's character, which we brought up already. We did not touch on the fact that Tommy Chong owns a cat, and the cat's name is... The G-Spot. G-Spot. Amazing name for a cat. The pussy's name is G-Spot. Tommy Chong, hero. Lovecraft did not have that. Almost guaranteed. (laughs) That's a Richard Stanley original. Um. But so yeah, when they're I mean, driving.
0: HP Lovecraft did have
1: <laughs> it's it's possible, man. Lovecraft had stuff like that, so
0: Well, I think it was his dog, his dog's name was something that we shouldn't say. Yeah. It's not the it's not the nicest of words.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll leave that out. <laughs> um so on the way back from the hospital, they're Kind of getting intense about reaching out to the kids. Uh, the the wife yeah. really wants to talk to them. Nicholas Cage um, doesn't really care, even though he's the one that tried calling and couldn't get through. I mean, he gets through, but you can't hear anything. Yeah, everything's destroyed. And we pong pong, we also so. just skipped over the the first time distortion uh, realization point, which is the daughter is cleaning up the kitchen, the blood, the knife. And she just spaces out and you see her standing there with this kitchen sink flooding and it shows a clock and it's broad daylight. And then it shows the clock again. And it's an hour behind the original time on the clock. So I'm guessing 24 hours or 23 hours, I guess have passed since she started cleaning up Mm -hmm. and All that time, Nicolas Cage is trying to call them and can't get a hold of them. Either she's not answering her phone because she's spaced out, or she answers it and can't hear him. He can't hear her. So then they're driving back, and she's on him about calling, and he's arguing that they don't need to. The kids are fine. They're looking at each other, and then the cat runs out into the middle of the road, and it looks... Super cool. Like
0: that's one of the CGI parts that didn't work for me with that cat. But I mean it looks cool, but it
1: It takes away from the realism kinda... of the movie.
0: Yeah, other than the color. I mean the color looks great because it's not supposed to be there. So it's like the weird feeling that you get from the additive of the color, but the cat just looks weird. But the movie's still like solid it has some cool stuff in it the cat part uh, the cgi didn't really work for me it looked weird and i could see what they were doing yeah with it
1: the- does look it looks really cartoony but you kind of you get it you know and the, it's it's a really quick pop in pop out so unless you hang on that it it won't really bother yeah. you because you never see the cat again. You you just see its bell.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know where the cat is later, but you don't you don't see it again.
1: Yeah. And before that, um, back on the farm, while they're at the hospital, uh, you see an insect that looks like a cross between a butterfly and a praying mantis come out of a little cocoon in the well while Jack is out there talking to the color yeah
0: she was talking to somebody that lives in the well and that
1: is the only other really cgi moment and they're both really small and it's only because it would have been impossible to do the things well without cgi i'm guessing yeah I'm... but it it doesn't it doesn't really distract... I mean, the the, the yeah. mantis-butterfly-looking thing actually looks pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it does. And then, like, the... I like when the meteorite is attracting all the lightning and stuff, and it just, like, flashes and the smoke and the... It looks fucking cool. Like, it's
1: a... Yeah, I, I agree. The The lightning attracted to the meteorite is one of the, the badass sequences in the movie. They're all really great sequences though he he really did a great job on this movie like he richard stanley being he did an amazing job of just detailing the scenes and coming up with everything it there isn't one scene that feels like you could remove it or that isn't pleasing nice. to the senses like it looks cool the audio is great I'm really happy we can't smell the meteorite. Well, only (laughs) but it's
0: so he's Nick Cage is slowly
1: yeah, he is. He comes back from the hospital with the wife and the alpacas are out in the yard grazing. As we already said, they got put away, but they're back out, and he flips the fuck out. This is where he gives his little, do you know how much these fucking animals cost? Speech, and oh damn. Something went boom. Yeah, I dropped (laughs) it. But so he yells at the son, he yells at the daughter. He brings the alpacas into the barn.
0: Can't find the yeah, dog. Yeah,
1: dog's gone. Sadly, the dog is <laughs> yeah. literally gone.
0: Why don't you just get the fuck out of here?
1: Yeah. And then you he... know
0: what? I'll just get out of yours.
1: <laughs> yeah. He comes out with his harsh valley girl tone. <laughs> yells at both of them again. And then he goes in the house to have another drink.
0: Yeah, and then he's talking to his... Um wife and just like I just went off on Livinia but he went off on both of them but he just seems to get more pissy with her he
1: does notably so and from here I mean we can skip over a few things because they're minor Ward comes back to the farm there's some other shit it's it's not really important I mean Ward has come back a few times in this period and yeah. said not to drink the water, stuff like that.
0: Where they keep But going?
1: skipping ahead, just staying with um, Nicolas Cage and the wife spiraling out. Nicholas Cage is gardening, and he's got a fruit garden with tomatoes and peaches. And he plucks some super juicy-looking fucking tomatoes. I mean, these things are I think there was some monstrous was, uh... peaches. Peach, peaches and tomatoes. Yeah. And he's in the kitchen cleaning them. Taking and bites then he aggressively, like, the most aggressive eating you've ever seen is biting into these tomatoes and just spitting out each bite. The wife is upstairs well, trying to make you know, phone calls.
0: Well, she's yelling at him about the Wi-Fi yeah. and the uh, dish. <laughs> And he's just like, I did everything right and chucking them away, and like she's like, just fix the fucking router. Yeah,
1: their their dish, as she calls it, is not providing her enough signal for her work. She works online as an agent, I'm guessing, or yeah, probably a broker, something like that. Yeah. Um, and her calls keep dropping because the interference, which everybody on the farm has been experiencing with electronics. Uh, we skipped over a scene with Ward where his truck starts itself, then shuts itself off, and then the radio starts and stuff. Ward's scenes, while being awesome, are kind of minor. Yeah, in the plot line, I guess
0: he—he's just the there, right? He's just narrating it. Like he knows what's been going on, but he's a side character. Where the movie's more focusing on
1: the Gardner family. Yes. And so she's upstairs flipping out about calls dropping, comes downstairs, Nicolas Cage fruits tearing into him, biting into him, starts freaking out about how he's been doing everything he can, followed every rule in the book, and he's just just fucking slam dunking these shits in the trash can. I mean, he's he's throwing them away super hard. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. she just starts screaming at him about the dish and fixing the fucking signal and how she's hemorrhaging clients, and you could just see the toxicity in the family getting stronger and stronger, and the apologetic undertone leaving. Like they stop yeah. apologizing for shit pretty much right at this point, and after this, every time something bad happens, it just stays bad, and any any remorse that they do feel is left unsaid.
0: Yeah. So then the there's this big beam of light after you you see a little bit of what happens to the alpacas, but you don't actually see it until later. And they're running out of the barn because the alpacas and this, the color is shooting out and the mom grabs the sun and they're covered in color.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, um, well, the, the two sons go out to the barn, and yeah. they see the alpaca fucking mesh that we don't get to see for a little while, and then the color starts chasing them, and they run away, and the eldest son keeps going as the mother grabs Jack, and I, don't, I still don't know why she kneels down and holds him right fucking there when they're running away screaming like, if you saw somebody being chased through the woods by a person, would you hold them in place and start telling them it's going to be okay? Or would you get them the fuck out of there and then tell them it's going to be okay?
0: Well, the, this color like burns and then fuses them together. Yeah, so this kind of shows you what has been going on with the alpacas.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's foreshadowing what you get to see with the alpacas a little bit later. And it's definitely one of the cooler scenes. Um,
0: it's kind of like that Mountain Dew commercial that there's a GIF <laughs> on the
1: chat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they take the, the wife's son. As I will from here on out refer to them into the house, put them on the couch. Lavinia comes in with her headphones on, completely fucking cut up. She has carved runes for protection into her skin. And yeah. that's also very badass looking. Um, yeah. Not it looks, healthy it looks at all. Do not, no. do not cut yourself with a box cutter. I mean, unless you're going to fucking runes. do runes, I guess. If you're going to fucking runescape yourself, do it. I also will be from here on out referring to people that carve runes into their body as runescaping. Runescaping. So, she sees them and screams, and that's when you first get your scene with what they actually physically look like. And it's, it's really cool and unique, and the little boy is fused into the mother's back and they're both just like groaning and yeah like they're screeching trying to talk they get a couple words out but they can't really speak it looks like they're having trouble breathing they don't have any motor function they can't walk their arms are just kind of twitching and flailing and then the, the sunlight coming through the window starts to burn them so they all wrap them in blankets and as a family carry them upstairs into the attic where they set them down on a bed and they're kind of crying about the situation and wondering what the fuck is going on. And that's when you start hearing the alpacas in the barn. I I don't know, like yeah. agitated. I don't want to say aggressive, but almost in pain. I'm guessing definitely in pain. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage grabs a shotgun out of the closet. You're going to leave my family the fuck alone. And he goes out to the barn and you get this, awesome shot of all the alpacas heads coming out of just a blob on the ground you know it looks like fucking chet from weird science had alpacas yeah. meshed into them and it was not done with cgi so it looks really good it looks realistic they don't keep the camera on it long so it you can't really stare at it and pick apart anything physically wrong with yeah, any of it, which is good and smart, and it, it looks realistic. Up. And the Nicholas Cage just starts, you know, screaming and popping off shots, fucking blowing up alpaca heads, which is you know you know how much these fucking animals right. cost. Even more worried about, he's about just the alpacas. Shoot him, than him in the face, like blowing them apart. The thing is, is
0: you see him reload it every yeah. time too. It's not like one of those movies where you're just able to shoot as many bullets.
1: Yeah, it's not like <laughs> Dust Devil, which we just did. Where the dude is just popping fucking round after round, shell after shell, never reloading it. Which is cool because I do appreciate it when people put reloads yeah. into movies, especially like they started really paying attention to it in action movies, but not so much in but other films. You'll see them reload and once; and it may still have unlimited bullets. <laughs> It it makes me happy to see the reloads. It's a minor detail, but it's a detail that, you know, if you don't throw in there, it kind of takes away from the realism. Yeah. Cause you're just like how, or, you know, you could just have the sound of somebody reloading and that helps. But a lot of the time people don't put it in there. And after he headshots all the fucking alpacas, he goes back into the house And he tells the kids to get out of the attic and says he's going to handle it. Mm. And they both say they're sorry to their mom. The eldest son tells his dad that he loves him. Nicolas Cage puts the gun up to his mother's head and boom, does not kill her. Yeah, He can't do it. He He fucking breaks down, starts making out with her slimy mouth. There is nasty, gooey snot. It's like the um, the color
0: seems to affect their bodies. Uh, Everything that they secrete is that color too. So it's like this slimy, purplish spit color slime. I I don't. Yeah, and it's pretty gross. So he's just going to go out and try to find
1: help now, which he doesn't. He just goes and sits on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, I'm going to go get help. I'm going to save you. Leaves the attic, goes downstairs, makes a drink, sits on the couch, puts the TV on. Yeah. I, but
0: he's, by now, he's just fucked up in the head. And he's just like, he thinks he's talking yeah, between... to between his family. Like, I put on your favorite movie. And then... <laughs>
1: Yeah, between uh the color taking over and his, you know, understandable psychotic break from seeing his wife and son mesh together, he is he's beyond fucking gone mentally now. There's no saving Nicolas Cage at this point. Wow. And then um
0: Then Ward and the sheriff come back because they saw the alpacas... is.
1: Well, they didn't see the alpacas. They saw the bodies. Ward and the sheriff start coming back because... They saw the bodies of the alpacas. Well, the, um, the, the people that brought animals meshed together in a truck. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were just animals out in the woods that were found. And they're meshed together with the yeah, cat. Okay. You can see the bell from the cat. And so the sheriff and Ward start heading back. Meanwhile, at the same time, the daughter and the eldest son are trying to stress. trying to leave the farm on the horse. The horse runs off, and the eldest son's dumbass hears the dog that's dead crying from the well. Climbs in the well, and he gets taken by the color, so he's out. Yeah. Well, the color and him, but, I mean, he was not being yeah, stupid. I know, he was being emotional. Yeah. Well, that's also stupid. Yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, come from my standpoint being, I mean, yes, the color does have them and they are all kind of breaking psychotically. So it's not, it's not like it's stupid writing. I'm not saying that. I mean, the character himself was being stupid by letting himself get so emotional that he's going to climb down into a well after a dog that could not have possibly or would not have possibly gone into the well. Yeah, well, see the and, um,
0: the color is messing with their emotions and all that stuff. So that's why everyone's
1: yeah yeah breaking absolutely. Which it's and so
0: I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Everyone is everyone's emotions are like at ten. And it's either angry. Yeah, they're they're a fucking
1: eleven, dude. Yeah, full on turned up. <laughs> that's a Spinal Tap reference. Yeah, and so. Back to what you were saying about the sheriff and Ward on their way out. They're not really going to the farm at this point. They're going to search the area where the people found these animals in the woods. But they come across Lavinia's horse running down the road. And, of course, Ward recognizes it from their first interaction when she was casting protection spells. Mm -hmm. So they head to the farm to see what's going on. And it's um, it's Nicolas Cage who comes to the door with this weird rash that looks almost like he's turning into the plant thing from Creepshow. Yeah, he's um, it slowly gets worse throughout the movie. We haven't really been. Yeah, we haven't really touched on the rash because it's it's a minor thing. And I mean, if we're going to do spoiler alerts, we're going to spoil the big shit, not the little. <laughs> but he's got this rash that looks like wood like bark forming on his arms. It's almost leathery snakeskin looking yeah. shit. And the sheriff and ward knock on the door and he's like, oh, I'm just watching TV with my family and the living room's empty. <laughs> Nobody's there. He's batshit out of his yeah, mind he's right now.
0: Lavinia up in uh, Lavinia up in the uh, room with the mom and this.
1: Yeah, you're right. We skipped over that. So you fucking in the attic. buddy. <laughs> the day add reviews yeah I'm, well, um, it's the color man it is the color there's there's so much going on in this movie and it's it's all worth talking about it's hard to stay on track and not catch yourself missing something that's worth notating because the entire movie is worth noting unfortunately you, you try to rush through something so it's not two and a half hours long yeah. and we're already approaching an hour. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the um, thing is, is the, um, this movie is hard to, um, you're not going to get everything out of us explaining the entire movie. You're, it's a movie. No, not see. at all.
1: And that's, that's what I'm trying to say too, is, you know, we want to touch on everything and really go into the detail of the movie because the details of the movie are very rich. They are very, um, purposeful and everything is worth, you know, its time on screen. But unfortunately, unless you want a four hour podcast talking about color out of space, <laughs> which I would gladly do, we're not going to do it. Um, so, yeah, we skipped over Lavinia after the brother climbs into the well. Uh, she is approached by Nicholas Cage, who's yelling at her again, freaking out. And then he kind of, like, takes a pause. He doesn't really apologize, but he's just Just, like, you know what? We're a family. (laughs) And you know what families do? And he drags her to the fucking attic, and he locks her in the attic, screaming, now feed your mother! It's
0: like, no, I'm not a monster. I'm not my father.
1: Yeah, he's totally being his father. He's more talking to himself, apologizing to himself than he is to Lavinia at this Mm. point. And... Once she's locked in there, that's where Ward, the sheriff, show up, cut back to them in the kitchen foyer area, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it's called. Uh, The fucking entry to the house. It's right next to the kitchen. Um, They hear Lavinia screaming from upstairs and they run up there and they kick in the door to the attic to find the mother's son trying to eat it. and he it looks like a cockroach kind of thing at this point like they they've mutated even further and and it's hungry she's trying to eat Lavinia like they have her pinned down just trying to nip at her face it's it's kind of gruesome and awesome like it looks great yeah it it does like it's another one of those I don't know if it's a live action entirely. I know there's a CGI blend to get the mother's face on there and everything, but I don't know if they had the body of the insect or the insect body rather built or if that was all CGI. Either way, it looks great. It's, it's a darker area. So you don't have to worry about it looking too unrealistic But at the same time, it looks textured properly. Like, sometimes when you do CGI, everything looks wet. Which annoys the shit out of me. Because nothing is that wet. (laughs) Um, Phrasing. And... (laughs) So, they... They're standing there, stunned. Because they haven't seen any of the really creepy shit yet, aside from the animals. And... Nick Cage just comes in. Nicholas Cage him. comes in and fucking bloud headshot, and then puts the gun up to the son's face, shoots him too, and then just starts laughing. Yeah, and goes, ha, ha, "They're not my family." And then he walks and out. He goes sits he's just on done. The He leaves, <laughs> or he sits in his chair. He's gonna have another drink, yeah. and
0: it's weird. <laughs> So they're starting to notice all this weird shit that's going on, and they figured they're gonna go check on Ezra. So they go and he's been recording. Well,
1: before they go check on Ezra, the oh. they're all gonna leave. Nicholas Cage and the daughter and the sheriff and Ward are all leaving the house when the color starts coming out of the well towards them. And Nicolas Cage raises his shotgun towards the color but Ward and his daughter are in front of him and the sheriff being behind Nicholas Cage thinks he's aiming at Ward and shoots Nicholas Cage in the back. Well, now... Right where his where heart is. That makes you wonder,
0: did, does everyone see the color or is it just Nicholas Cage?
1: Because no
0: one else is like, wow, other than Nicholas Cage, who's like, the color.
1: I think that, that moment... I think Nicolas Cage was the only one that saw it, because Ward and Lavinia were walking towards it, and the sheriff definitely didn't see it, because he might not have shot Nicolas Cage at the time, and after Nicolas Cage drops from the gunshot wound to his, you know, heart, spine, the color sinks back into the well. So I'm glad you brought that up, because I I thought about it, but I wasn't sure either. Well, some of the
0: stuff... But hearing it out loud, that actually makes sense. Some of the stuff sense. you don't know what the other people are seeing. Like, um, even with the mom's son um, trying to eat Lavinia, you don't know if that's actually what the sheriff and Ward um, are seeing. Because once they shoot, once he shoots him, they look at him like he did something like,
1: what the fuck? Yeah, this is true. Is that- I think they could see it, but so I don't know. What if know. it's just like the You're mom right.
0: trying to attack the um, Man,
1: that would be crazy. And, just, like,
0: shoot. and what they're seeing is just Nicholas Cage shooting his wife in the head and then killing his son, going, they're not my family. I'm walking away.
1: Oh my god, now <clears throat> you're gonna fucking... Wow. Yeah, dude, that that's a weird-ass fucking plot twist. And... Now I have questions for Stanley. Because that is... That's a good point.
0: No one's really... I'm um, going, holy shit, what the fuck is that? They're just going, uh-oh, what's going on? It's not a... – if you see a monster attacking someone, you're not just hiding in the corner going, oh, shit, no, don't do that.
1: <laughs> nah, man, you got a fucking James Woods moment from Scary Movie 2. You know, uh, fuck this, and you leave. Yeah,
0: and, uh, um, and just the way he's like, they're not my family, and they look at him like he's fucking nuts. So what if he
1: just – Yeah, they definitely do – Give him crazy eyes. So what if you just pulled the trigger on yeah. his um, wife, Dude. who is also going crazy? What? Yeah. What if the color makes you see the shit? Because I mean, the the daughter and the son and Nicolas Cage definitely saw the mom and Jack mm-hmm. Fused. that way. They saw them spliced together. But I don't know if the other people that haven't been affected by the color could yet. Yeah. That's Man, that's a good fucking point. But so anyway, now that Nicholas Cage is dying on the porch, Lavinia is kneeling with him, trying to comfort him. She's got her coat pressed against him like she's going to stop the bleeding from a heart mm-hmm. shot. You, you can't. You, you can't take a fucking slug from a shotgun to the heart and come back from that. I'm sorry. Uh, if you've seen Predator, you know, that's a big fucking yeah. hole in your so chest. He's dead. And this is where the sheriff and Ward Ezra's go place. to check on Ezra.
0: Yeah, the, and he has this recording going on that's kind of explaining what the color is. And it's like, it burns. It's, it came from the media. It's
1: actually the only full explanation of the color, of the aliens, of is, all what of it's it's it. it's been
0: doing and all that stuff. So it's, it kind of explains itself. Which a lot of... I like the fact that they... For those who haven't read a lot of Lovecraft and don't know the whole cosmic horror thing, it's it's pretty confusing. And they explain it in a way where anyone watching this movie could understand what this thing was. And it works for the movie. It's not just like exposition 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 it's it works for how the movie was how the movie is it works everything yeah. in the movie works but imagine if it was just like some some scientist explaining it to another character like almost every other movie
1: yeah like uh reanimator or back to the future <laughs> or Terminator 2 Judgment Day or... I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go on a whole fucking tangent about all of the movies where you get a scientist breaking shit down. Anybody breaking stuff down. You have somebody that... But that's what it usually is. Yeah, it is your standard breakdown but it's not done in the traditional manner. And it's really... It's a really cool visual scene, too, because the entire time you've got the Memorex playing from as we're recording it, but you also have Tommy Chong's lifeless body sitting there in a meditative position, and they're just they're looking at him and the shack and everything as it's telling you all of the stuff that's been going on. And it's not just a good informative scene. It's visually appealing at the same time. And then Ezra's forehead starts lighting up with the glow of the color. Ward is not tranced. He's not looking at it. He's behind him. And the sheriff is in front of him kind of just staring at it. But Ward breaks him out of it. like He snaps him out of it pretty quick, yelling at him, telling him to get out. And they fucking both leave Ezra's shack and are walking away. Asking what the fuck is going on. And then, yeah. Tree. So
0: this is around the time um, Ward gets back to Lavinia and they, um, her head kind of turns, starts glowing when she's been taken over by the colleague.
1: And he. Oh, you skipped over the fucking I tree killing the sheriff. Him. Yeah, you said it grabbed him. You didn't say it strangled the shit out of him and then stabbed yeah. him in the face. <laughs> It, All right, now we can get, get up to Lavinia. Anyway. <laughs> no, it didn't penetrate him. I mean, <laughs> so, sexually.
0: Yeah, um, he catches up to Lavinia. Her head is glowing. She's taken over by the color, and he kind of enters the color. And it has—it looks so cool how everything's like distorting as he's walking.
1: It's it's really cool. What what is the other? Um, there's another movie where somebody uh doom is one of them and there's another one where somebody gets um kind of in it's not necessarily infected but they get a glimpse into the alien world where the the species comes from what their plans are they do it in the avengers movie when tony stark gets to see the alien race that's invading them it's it's one of the most visually sensational scenes in the entire movie with the color coming out of Lavinia and her glowing like her runes start glowing with the color and then she opens her eyes and trances ward and he as you said gets kind of warped to mentally the place where the meteorite had so come this from. is like a
0: standard lovecraft world that is going on like the um Throughout the writing and stuff of H.P. Lovecraft, most of this stuff, you see it as a human. It drives you yep. to madness. And he's he's starting to go a little back, back ship just by seeing it. And then he enters the cover yeah. full on. Uh. And he sees Nathan, Nicholas Biggs' character, sitting on the chair and he's just... And he turns and he has Lavinia's voice.
1: Oh, yeah. And then you see flashes of the entire family sitting there. You got Lavinia, Jack, the mom, the eldest son. They're all sitting there watching TV, just like Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage said. And then I I don't know how Ward knew where the trap cellar door was. (laughs) Like, this dude's been breaking into their cabin, (laughs) checking it out. But um, he finds a cellar door that goes into the basement of the house. And he, he blockades himself in there. Well, he pretty much just shuts the trap door, Twister style. And Nick is trying to get him. Kind of. Yeah, he's trying to break in, but can't. And then the color reaches critical mass. And I don't know why exactly. It just explodes. Um, but it, it explodes. It goes completely nuclear. And everything gets wiped out. Ward ends up crawling out of the cellar of this, this cabin that's no longer there. And everything is just ash. It's all white. It looks, it looks like an atomic bomb went off. And it's and green all the way around it. The entire, like, you get a really great um, zoom out scene. I don't know if they did it with a drone or if it's all just CGI. It doesn't really matter. It looks pretty great. And you get to see the devastation in full from the explosion and the entire area that the mayor wanted to buy is now just a field of ash. the mayor does end up getting turned into the dam. Yep, our final scene of the movie is our narrator Ward standing on the dam talking about how everything went down and he's never gonna drink the water. The aftermath from the explosion, and yeah, that he's never drinking that water. And it's it's a really cool close yeah. to the movie, like the the entire sequence with. It's it's a great climax. Like there's a lot of build up through the movie, and there's a lot of awesome scenes that you would think could be the climax to the movie between the mom turning and the alpacas and then the mom attacking Lavinia and the color coming out at Nicolas Cage the sheriff getting killed ward getting transported into the color through Lavinia's eyes like everything it's it really builds up and builds up and builds up until it literally explodes, and it's. You want to give it a rate? It's giving me chills just talking about it. It's it's new fuck movie. Yeah, I'll so. Rate it. So this is a new movie. So we're mm-hmm. gonna go a ten point scale, and I am definitely gonna go with an eight, a solid fucking eight. If explanation is needed. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft okay. A, okay? I I give, I give it fucking 5 points yeah. just for being Lovecraft. I'll give it Richard Stanley's Return. <laughs> the the acting, the CGI, the fucking live action shit, the just the whole direction of the movie, the build, the intensity, the writing, it's It's definitely one of the most must-see movies of 2019, if not the most must-see movie of 2019. And I have a few. I I really liked quite a few movies that came out last year. And I've said it a hundred times, probably. I know I said it a bunch of times when we first recorded this episode, but I really wish it would have gotten a yeah. bigger, wider I mean, to, theatrical release because I would have loved to have seen this in theaters. I think this movie would look amazing oh, down on IMAX. Hopefully, John horror gets to see a better, better release. Yeah, I agree. I, I really hope every movie Lovecraft-related gets a bigger release, and I definitely hope that any of the Stanley projects to come get wider releases. I don't know why this one was so constricted but it's it definitely deserved to be yeah, everywhere. I would definitely give it a 9 out of 10 um, for
0: a lot of the reasons that you nice. said so um, you can go ahead and cut this short
1: and tell the folks where they can find you absolutely you can find me on all social media at geefbird g w e f bird or my personal favorite the slasher app for horror lovers it's a wonderful community of people interested in working in or just fans of horror um yeah i suggest if you are into horror if you're into this podcast if you're into Just any of the shit we talk about. (laughs) You you belong there. Or if you just like to watch horror movies. I mean, check us out on Slasher. I know uh, Sid is also on there. You can check him out at... Slippery Motherfucking Eats People. And then... (laughs) Slippery underscore cannibal. (laughs) And... Slip underscore cannibal on Twitter. Yay, I Yay. A tweet. <laughs> he did a tweeters and, um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening again. We are happy to have you and we will catch you later on. We're gonna do Night of the Demons one and two for a group watch mm-hmm. and we're gonna review those. Check that episode out if you didn't yeah, we'll before you checked this one out, like
0: we did with the <laughs> Rabbit movies. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna do that. So we'll see how that format works. I mean, it worked all right with Rabbit, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, it'll it'll work out because I mean we're it's it's a, an original and a sequel, but it's gonna go well. We could do it. All right. Have a good
0: one, and we'll see you
1: next time.
0: Stay Ooh. scary, fuckers. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Okay.